Welcome back to Purposeful Planning with Aspen Wealth Management. Today, we'll continue our conversation on financial adages for thriving in volatile markets with our last two points, buying low, selling high, and biases. First up today is our fourth adage, buy low, sell high. Of course, every investor hopes to sell their investments for more than they paid for them. Here are two best practices to help you succeed where so many fall short, time and rebalancing. By building a low-cost, broadly diversified portfolio and letting it ride the waves of time, all evidence suggests you can expect to earn long-term returns that roughly reflect your built-in risk exposure. But success often takes a great deal more time than most investors allow for. In a recent article, financial author Larry Swedrow looked at performance persistent among six different sources of expected returns as well as three model portfolios built from them. He found... In each case, the longer the horizon, the lower the odds of underperformance. However, he also observed one of the greatest problems preventing investors from achieving their financial goals is that when it comes to judging the performance of an investment strategy, they believe that three years is a long time, five years is a very long time, and 10 years is an eternity. In the market, 10 years is not long. You must be prepared to remain true to your carefully structured portfolio for years, if not decades, so we typically ensure that an appropriate portion is sheltered from market risks and is relatively accessible or liquid. The riskier portion can be left to ebb, flow, and expectedly grow over expenses of time without the need to tap into it in the near term. In short, time is only expected to be your friend if you give it room to run. Another way to buy low and sell high is through disciplined portfolio rebalancing. As we create a new portfolio, we prescribe how much weight to allocate to each holding. Over time, these holdings tend to stray from their original allocations until the portfolio is no longer invested according to plan. By periodically selling some of the holdings that have overshot their ideal allocation and buying more of the ones that have become underrepresented, we can accomplish two goals, returning the portfolio closer to its intended allocations and naturally buying low or recent underperformers and selling high recent outperformers. Our final adage is simply this, stay the course. So yes, planning and maintaining an evidence-based investment portfolio is important, but even the best laid plans will fail if you fail to follow them. Here we get to the heart of why even obvious advice is often easier said than done. Our rational self may know better, but our instincts, emotions, and behavioral biases often get in the way. Three particularly important biases to be aware of in volatile markets include tracking error regret, recency bias, and outcome bias. When we build your portfolio, we typically structure it to reflect your goals and risk tolerances by diversifying across different sources of expected risks and returns. Each part is expected to contribute to the portfolio's unique whole by performing differently from its counterparts during different market conditions. Each portfolio may perform very differently from popular norms or benchmarks like the S&P 500, for better or worse. When worse occurs, and especially if it lingers, you're likely to feel tracking error regret a gnawing doubt that comes from comparing your portfolio's returns to popular benchmarks and wishing yours was more like theirs. Remember this, by design, your factor-based, globally diversified portfolio is highly likely to march out the tune with typical headline returns. It can be deeply damaging to your plans if you compare your own performance to benchmarks such as the general market, the latest popular trends, or your neighbor's seemingly greener financial grass. Recency bias causes us to pay more attention to our latest experiences and to downplay the significance of long-term conditions. 
When an expected source of returns fail to deliver, especially if the disappointment lasts for a while, you may start to second-guess the long-term evidence. This can trigger what Nobel laureate and behavioral economist Daniel Kahneman describes as what you see is all there is mistakes. Again, buying high and selling low is exactly the opposite of your goals. And yet, recency causes droves of investors to chase hot, high-price holdings and sell low during declines. Irrational choices based on recency may still turn out okay if you happen to get lucky, but they detour you from the most rational, evidence-based course toward your goals. Sometimes, even the most rational plans don't turn out as hoped for. If you let outcome biases creep in, you end up blaming the plan itself, even if it was simply bad luck. This, in turn, causes you to abandon your plan. Unfortunately, it's rarely replaced with a better plan, which brings us back to our first adage about those who fail to plan. To illustrate, let's say, several years ago, we created a solid investment plan and an IPS for you. At the time, you felt confident about them, and since then, we've periodically refreshed your plan based on your evolving personal goals, perhaps a few new academic insights, and any new resources now available for further optimizing your portfolio. Now, let's say the market disappoints us for over the next few years. Ugly red numbers take over your reports, seemingly forever, and before you conclude your underlying strategy is wrong, remember, it's far more likely you're experiencing outcome bias with a recency bias chaser. Investing will always contain an element of random luck. For that perspective, in largely efficient markets, your best course remains, you guessed it, to stay the course with your existing, carefully crafted plans. While even evidence-based investing doesn't guarantee success, it continues to offer your best odds moving forward. Don't lose faith in it. Let's wrap up with a telling anecdote. Murder Miller was another co-recipient of the aforementioned 1990 Nobel Prize. Miller's portion was in recognition of his fundamental contributions to the theory of corporate finance. While his findings were deep and far-reaching, he once summarized them as follows. If you take money out of your left pocket and put it in your right pocket, you're no richer. Reporters would say, you mean they gave you guys a Nobel Prize for something as obvious as that? And I'd add, yes, but remember, we proved it rigorously. Like Miller's light take on his heavy-duty findings, some of what we feel is our best advice seems so simple. And yet, in our experience, it's very hard to adhere to this same obvious advice in the face of market turbulence. Blame your behavioral biases. They make simple advice deceptively difficult to follow. We all have them, including blind spot bias. That is, we can easily tell when someone else is succumbing to a behavioral bias, but we routinely fail to recognize when it's happening to us. This is one reason it's essential to have an objective advisor and or a spouse or solid friend who is willing and able to let you know when you're falling victim to a bias you cannot see in the mirror. That's exactly what we're here for. Let us know if we can help you reflect on these or any other challenges that stand between you and your greatest financial goals. Have you learned something from this briefing? Please leave us a star review on Apple Podcasts to help others find the show. Search for 5 Financial Adages for Thriving in Volatile Markets in your podcast app or visit AspenWealthMGMT.com and click Leave a Review.